0: podcast i'm your host nathan sano joined as always by the pepperoni to my sausage it's kevin garber kevin how you doing
1: uh feel very good feeling spicy yeah it's spicy
0: yeah and our very our very own meet the ball uh, it's eric ronovec eric I, i'll I take know. the
2: meatball uh i Meat. don't really know where i belong on pizza but that's a that's Meat. another show entirely
0: meatball the is something
1: the... it's called meatball
0: meatball is a super underrated pizza topping it's that's a fact it's very good so dumb, anyway. I don't know if I've ever had it. Yeah, meatball pizza. Recommend. If you see it on a menu, just go for it. Just kind of like the potato pizza. It's like if if they're doing it, get it just get in there. Get, you know they're they're doing it for a reason. They're not they're not playing around. So
1: yeah. I'd say if you want to know what toppings play well with meatballs, think about what you would do with a uh, a non-spicy sausage. And it'll usually play well with a meatball topping. All
0: right. Let's um I, I play well with uh with others. It was crazy this week, guys. How did you enjoy the the first week with no football? There's absolutely not one football game was played this weekend. It was crazy. Very fun, right? Facts. Yeah. It's yes, it was definitely
1: more fun if you thought there were zero football games being played this weekend.
2: There was a good like, AFC game that was enjoyable.
0: I did not pay attention to the games. I did like uh the old turn on the Google alerts and then when something when I get an alert that something happens, go to Twitter and watch the highlight. It was a very enjoyable approach to to the weekend's football games because mostly I I was just so scared the 49ers would win and then they did and so that was kind of the nightmare scenario came true and I, I didn't really know what to do with that information I'm just a the, if Brock this brought Purdy things out of control so now people are saying he's the second coming of Joe Montana um, there's just like the craziest stuff's being said Eric at what point has the has the purdy gone too far for you
2: I think saying that it's the next Joe Montana is too far. Saying he's the future starter for the uh, San Francisco 49ers for years to come, meaning this year, the next season, uh, I think that's 100% accurate. I think we so, huh? move on to... Yeah, I really do. Because don't tell me that Brock Purdy is going to be figured out so much next year that he's going to completely collapse. He may fall back to average. He may fall back to Garapolo. But... I think Lance was an experiment that didn't work well for him. Purdy has no problem picking up any offense and what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. Um, he's playing out of his mind right now. And honestly, like as much love as we ever gave Russell Wilson. Why is that not accurate for Brock Purdy?
0: Just I because mean, he's missed. It, it is only a few games. That's the other thing is like, let's give it some time. I mean, the most. Elite thing about Brock Purdy is he gets to hand it off to Christian McCaffrey and throw it to Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Like what a what an array of weapons for a young quarterback to use. Plus he get he has you know the best one of the best or if the best left tackle in the league Trent Williams.
1: I I really I mean, think it's Jimmy G on a rookie deal. It but I mean yeah he's. Which is better than Jimmy G not on a rookie deal. I mean, if you have your choice between Sorry, paying a guy a lot of money or less money, I want to pay him less money.
0: Yeah, so I think that the, the thing for me is that I would love to see him him uh, come back to earth a little bit. But at this point, we've seen the ceiling and now hopefully we'll get to see the floor next week against the Eagles.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's
0: I just want it to be over. I'm, I can't take it anymore. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. And then the AFC, I think we clearly established uh, bang, Bengals, more than Chiefs, but we don't mind either of those teams being the return of the bird bros. Yeah, and then we're gonna root for <laughs> we're gonna root against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, no matter what. I think. Yeah, in Basically. two
2: weeks, I really want to switch this to a Skyline Chili podcast. That's my that's my
0: hope. Joe Bur- official Joe Burrow podcast.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Well, I mean, what's more appropriate than a cat catching a bird?
0: Yeah, I mean, did you know cats are the number one killers of birds in this country? They kill yeah. like something in the neighborhood of 2 million birds per year.
1: They're very efficient. Birds.
0: So yeah, there's a bird, bird bird genocide happening in our country at all times. So, get on it, birds have some babies, you got to keep up. All right, let's let's move on to our topic of the week. This week and next week we're going to go over the players that remain, the players that are, who are under contract for the Seahawks, but the Seahawks added one player under contract to the list already resigning Jason Myers to a four-year deal worth around $20 million. Um Kevin, what was your initial reaction to to seeing a big kicker contract?
1: Uh was oh no, we're paying a lot of money to a kicker. Um <laughs> did you did you <laughs> feel
0: did you feel better once the contract details came out though?
1: I uh, I do feel slightly better about the contract itself. It's a it's a Decent. I still feel like we're paying a lot of money to a kicker, but I understand why the team is hesitant after we went through purgatory for a few years there to go through it again. Two
0: two years, two years of this contract are pretty much guaranteed, Um, and And also
1: this year is really cheap. Like this year, uh, the twenty twenty three brings down his price considerably. Um, He's only a three million dollar cap hit. He goes up to a $5.5 million cap hit in 24, which is about what we were paying him already. Um, Anything that brings down our 23 cap hit is a good thing.
0: Yeah. And I think like 23 and 24, pretty much you have to keep him. And then, but then from that point forward, you can cut him and it's pretty affordable. Like it's like one, one and a half, right? For, per year to, to cut him at that point. Uh, And, and then you can, you can bring in another kicker if you want to, uh, to, you know, go rookie if let's say, but the thing is, is that next year he's going to suck, but he's cheap. And then the following year, he'll be good. Like the best kicker in the league again. That's, that's, cause that's the pattern, right? He's he, yeah. he's he goes from, he goes from like slightly below average to the best kicker in the league, depending on the year. So, so he'll be bad next year. Then he'll be great. So then we'll probably keep him and then he'll be bad again. And we'll probably cut him in the last year and then he'll sign somewhere else and be awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about it.
0: Sucks. All right. Well, so yeah. Other than that, though, we're going to go through uh, position group by position group. Go over the guys who remain for your Seattle Seahawks. Um, talk about how each of them and what we and what we're going to do is we're going to play a little a uh, little game with it. When I go over the position group, you're going to have to guys are going to have to decide um, what DEFCON this is. And remember, lower numbers are with DEFCON. Lower numbers are worse. Everyone likes to think DEFCON five is the worst one. That's the that's the best one. You want to you want to be in Defcon five. You
1: want Defcon
0: five. Yeah, Defcon five. I mean, 5,
1: it's, it's better if you're not in any Defcon. DEF
0: Defcon Defcon five is like the best one. The worst is is one. Okay, Defcon one is is emergency maximum force readiness. You got to be ready. When is Defcon? DEF when has Defcon one been activated, Kevin, in U.S. history?
1: Uh, Cuban missile Rises? Never. Never. Okay.
0: No, two two is the highest it's ever been. That was Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, three, nine uh, eleven, uh, 2001, Yom oh, Kippur. They didn't even
2: tell us back then.
0: Yom Kippur, nineteen seventy three. Um, we were at four a lot during the Cold War and during the War on Terror, and then five is is where we're at. I think we're in five now. I don't think we are at four. So yeah. So anyway, um, there is also uh yeah, know, so
1: a a profession that often enjoys a lot of golf. Would do a low score is uh, the big. Are you talking player.
0: about politicians? Okay. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. all right, here we go. Hey
2: guys, so let's... forget the news. Just come to the Seahawks Nest podcast. We'll hit it quick and go back <laughs> to Seahawks football.
0: All right, so uh, deaf uh, Def, Give your DefCon rating for each uh, position. We'll start wide receiver. Wide receiver. We have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Derek Young, D. Eskridge returning. Oh boy, and then going out: Marquise Goodwin, Laquan Treadwell, Cody Thompson, and Penning Hart. Eric, what's your defcon for Seahawks wide receivers?
2: Now, my defcon—it's I'm going low if if I'm not if I'm not worried about it, right?
0: Yep, yep. Five That's is all- the best. Five's yeah. the best. If you're five, like you just like you could watch it. We could sign no wide receivers. Just get like undrafted rookies, and you'd feel okay about
2: it. Guys, I think we're in defcon four here. I don't think that okay. we're at the point where we don't have to worry about anything. But I think a uh, a middling pick in the draft, someone who slips is great, and a veteran. And guys, we're back to DefCon Five because uh, Tyler Lockett's got at least one more year in him. DK Metcalf is uh, sometimes irritating, but still really good. So yeah, I'm, I'm confident with DefCon Four for our, our Yeah i
0: I think there. I think I'm with you on DefCon Four. <laughs> I mean, it feels like we need one more dude to kind of be in there because if Young is our number three, I would be like slightly. Worried going into next year, I'm just not going to count on D. Eskridge at this point. Like wash it, he's he he would net he didn't make it for me. Um, so yeah, that's that's you know I would want us to get something better than Derek Young in, which means that we got to sign a guy or we got to use a late draft pick. I'm defcon. I'm defcon four as well. Kevin, are you defcon five?
1: Uh, DK Metcalf was the seventh ranked wide receiver in yards per route run against man coverage, and Tyler Lockett was elite. 19th against zone coverage. I feel like we have a top tier pairing in our one two wide receivers. Um, but I do think that we, I want to add someone to compete with Derek Young. At this point, I think we, I think you have to count D. as a wasted pick until something else is proven. So I, I want to add a body. I want to add even, someone who. Even like, when D's
0: on the field, it's not like. It's, it's, yeah. Like even when he's there, it's like. He had what? seven
1: catches for 58 yards. His longest catch was 16.
0: I don't get it. Like I, I never I never seen D S Kridge play in the an NFL DS Gridge play and been like, oh, that's why we drafted him. No in the third round. our second round. We drafted him in a second round, right? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a DS Gridge play and thought that. I'm just every time I see him, I'm just like, yep, that's that's D S. It's Gridge. annoying
1: because when I watched this film, I was like, okay, I can kind of see what they want to do. And then I'm like, none of this translates. Hey, he, you he just know what? can't do any of it at NFL level.
0: Father time is undefeated.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, let me put it this way to reassure uh, Eric's feelings: uh, D. Eskridge retiring before Tyler Lockett. Um, Sad, um,
0: true. I dig it. So Ouch.
1: I'm at DefCon four. I think we need to add. I think we need to add someone to compete for that third wide receiver spot. Um, if somebody falls in the draft and is available day two or something, and they can kind of be the heir apparent to Tyler Lockett in probably three or four seasons when he's ready to go. That's cool. Otherwise if it's just somebody who can come in and uh like compete for snaps at wide receiver three, uh that's cool with me too.
0: All right. Let's move to quarterback. Under contract next year at quarterback. The Seahawks have no,
1: Lock. One. No, no one. What? Nope, no, no one. Oh no. no. Drew Lock is a free agent. They have zero players. Kevin, start us off. Defcon what for quarterback? Well, last time I checked, it's really hard to win with no quarterback. Uh huh. So I think it's pretty important to bring in a quarterback. Um, <laughs> okay. the quarterback we bring in has to be a number one quarterback, seeing as they would be our one quarterback. I so that would I make it back on one, man. <laughs> I think
0: he, for me, knowing that we have the option to franchise tag Geno Smith and get him back, no matter what, knowing the floor that Geno provides. Uh, and h- having that option, even though it's not appealing from a cap perspective, because it will make everything really tight if we do that. But knowing that we have that option, for me, it's unappealing. So it's DefCon two. Now nah, you know what? I'm going DefCon three. I'm DefCon three, <laughs> right in the middle. Because yeah, just knowing that we can franchise Gino gives me a, a sense of like, we're not getting out. We're not going to leave this situation with nothing. Right? We're not going to. We're not going to end up with uh I
1: don't know Mike Glennon as our starting quarterback next year or something. It's what if the not market gonna goes nuts? What if yeah, you know, what if somebody does make a big offer for Gino? Okay,
0: but we have franchise tag. Like just give him 35, one, one thirty five, and then he walks next year, but who cares? Like that's that's fine. It's just, it's just in, it's it's an
1: option that we have. And it's so not... to me what that does to the rest of our roster if we dedicate 35 million to Gino is it's, uh that puts it at least defcon two okay so because that I'm, means we can't
0: do anything i'm else. glad i talked to you out of defcon one because there are definitely positions i feel are much more defcon one than than this this one even though right yeah we have no guys under contract but the options are very straightforward for fixing it the band-aid fix the the putting the what's the flex tape on the on the, flex. On the <laughs> wheel yeah so eric how about you how you feeling defcon for what for quarterback
2: I just need to remind you guys that uh, Kevin said that you know you can't really win without a quarterback. Don't tell the 2012 Denver Broncos that, who won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. I'm also a DEFCON. I'm a DEFCON too. DEFCON two That's tells fair. me that one we don't have a quarterback, but um, we probably need a placeholder, which should be enough, uh, easy enough to find, but. I'm putting it up high still because it's all about the future, boys, and I want to know what we're doing for the future because I don't think I I don't think Gino's going to give us that Super Bowl, and really, ultimately, that's what we all want, right? So sure. I want to know where, where's our Brock Purdy, where's our uh, our low-paid quarterback that we can play for three, four years and win a lot of games.
1: Why not us? Um, Why not us? Real quick, uh, Eric. If you had to guess, so we lost uh, Russell Wilson, one of the best deep ball throwers in the league for a number of years. Where do you think the Seahawks ranked last year in DVOA on deep throws, throws twenty or more yards in the? Wait, year? this
2: last season?
1: Yes, DVOA uh, in
0: Geno's season. DVOA, uh, DVOA or VOA?
1: Uh, DVOA. Okay, it doesn't so, matter. I'm not. Gonna so, do so day
0: doesn't matter. <laughs> it, well, it matters because it DVOA doesn't care about. I'm going to Number guess of sixth. attempts.
2: My original was seventh. I'm going to go one more sixth. Okay, fifth, it, Kevin? Yeah. All right. And the uh, fifth and then twelfth were... in
1: passes over the middle.
2: Okay, and the and yeah. the Broncos were 29th.
1: <laughs> but uh I think what it does kind of show is you know, it seems to be like the Seahawks can uh just figure out ways to get people to throw deep.
0: Yeah. The Seahawks are gonna I think Pete has pretty much proven at this point he's a quarterback whisperer, and like you can trust him to to put together a good quarterback room no matter what, which is also feeds into my, my non-Defcon 1 for, for quarterback. Defcon right. 1. Offensive tackle. Abraham Lucas, Jake Curran, Stone Forsythe, Car- Charles Cross. Got them all. This is the true, Eric. It's got to be Defcon 5, right?
2: Oh Yeah, it's Defcon 5 because if it's not, we're in trouble. That means we have, like, all of a sudden people fell off a ledge or we got terrible injuries, but – um Middle of the line a different story, and but I won't spend long here. Defcon five tackles We're, are all shored
0: up. We will get we will get to, to, to the. Oh, the, I the imagine. One. I imagine soon. But yes, I I agree. Tackle tackles. So if there's no worries right now, there's nothing to worry about right now. You like you said, catastrophic injury could change this quickly, but even the backups are are potentially fine. Forsyth and Curran for a couple games is not like the end of the world. Kevin, how about you?
1: Uh, I know some people will be a little concerned because Charles Cross gave up 48 pressures and seven sacks. Uh, Abraham Lucas gave up 28 pressures and nine sacks. But man, when you look back over like rookie offensive tackles in the history of the NFL for dudes that play the entire season, like Penesal gave up 35 pressures. Uh, Andrew Thomas gave up thir- uh, 57 pressures and 10 sacks. Um you know Colton Miller gave up 65 pressures and 16 sacks. Like this is a thing that happens with rookie tackles. Um that's why you don't see rookie tackles be put out there for that many snaps. So I'm not worried. Um I think they both looked good. I think that they both had a handful of bad games for both of them if you take away like like their three worst games or their four worst games, they I uh, like they so in Charles Cross's four worst games, Uh, Denver week one, Vegas week 12, uh, San Francisco week 15, Jets week 17. That was 19 of his uh, 48 pressures. Like it was the same thing in his four worst games. It was 12 pressures for Abraham Lucas. So I feel pretty good about this. I think CON 5 is fair.
0: All right, let's head to guard. Under contract, Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, Uh, no Phil Haynes. No Kyle Fuller, who is considered guard slash center. You know what? Let's just lump the center in here, too, because it's all going to be the same answer. Uh, Austin Blythe, also not under contract. But but he could, he could come back real cheap, guys, because they said Austin Blythe. Austin Blythe said, I'm either coming back to play for this team or I'm retiring. Eric, which of those two outcomes are you rooting for?
2: <laughs> Austin Blythe should have retired this year. I don't know. Uh, Austin Blythe and a... Uh... I know, no, I don't want to. <laughs> a little oh, less Austin yeah. awesome blood. thank you very much. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, okay, so so let's get let's get into it then. Uh, interior offensive line, what's your DEFCON, Eric? What's your DEFCON for for IOL?
2: Oh man, I really haven't been working on my John F. Kennedy impersonation in a while, so I'll spare the audience. But um, no, I'll do it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are in DEFCON one, the the worst DEFCON of all time. Uh, make it so. Is that DEF? <laughs> I think that may have been Sco- a little Bill Burr Sco- there in there, <laughs> but either way, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not enjoying the middle of our offensive line at all. Um, I greatly
1: appreciate your Mayor Quimby impression.
2: Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Yeah, our the interior offensive line. If you to to Nathan's old adage, all you need is one stud to kind of anchor that line. If you pick two of our offensive interior offensive linemen from this year, and you put a stud in there, I think that just drastically changes how we played and uh i think you can just get a young body in there via the draft and maybe someone via free agency um he doesn't even need to be a stud he just needs to be someone who's very capable and uh that changes our fortunes immensely
0: so for me it's not quite defcon one it's like defcon two but it's going towards defcon
1: one
0: here's Here's my here's my
1: thing. Okay, Here, here's <laughs> the th- one and
0: <laughs> here's the thing, as a, as I like to say, is the this team uh, if as constructed, the tackles should be better next year, which by extension will make the other offensive linemen better. Uh, and like you said, Eric, um, offensive good offensive line play is contagious and continuity along the line matters. So for me, If if they just went ran it back with Lewis Blythe and Jackson, I wouldn't like it. It's still DefCon two. I really think they should address this position. It's probably other than defense. You know, one of my on the offense is probably number one on my hit list of what they should be going for. Uh, Yeah, I I don't love it, but it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. It's not. We're not quite at nuclear winter. uh, Twelve o'clock midnight. Uh, who watches the Watchmen or, or whatever, however you want to put it, but
2: <laughs>
0: throw Ke- them all Ke- out there. Kevin, what's your, what's your IOL DEFCON?
1: DEFCON three. I am uh, not as worried about it just because Damian Lewis uh, had his best season. And knowing that we have one of these positions locked down with a young player under contract who there's reason to believe will improve. Um, even if we need to get uh, two players to be able to fill positions, you know, if, if we sign Blythe back and pick up a, a, a quality right guard, then I think we all agree that that's that's acceptable moving forward. If we do not cut Gabe Jackson and pick up a, a quality center, I think we all agree again that is a that is a reasonable outcome. So I see a pretty interesting interior offensive line free agency class i see an interior offensive line class on the draft that i think has a lot of really solid prospects maybe it lacks that like high high high-end talent but it has a lot of guys that are gonna be sitting around that look like they'd be good quality starters so the path to filling those positions i think is a really easy one to see moving forward so like yeah we need to add the bodies but I'm not like crazy worried about being able to. I think we're flexible in how we could do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I landed in between you guys because I I see both of your arguments as equally valid. So I'm glad I'm in the middle. It's a good feeling. All right, tight end, <laughs> tight end. We have Noah Fant, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, Tyler Mabry. The boys are back in town. Kevin, feeling good about that. Feeling good about the tight end. Just haven't running it back with these guys.
1: Um, I'm at DEFCON 4, and the reason for that is I'm not sure if Will Disley runs it back. Uh, hmm. He had what, if I remember correctly, was a non-contact injury, Um, which is always worrisome. His leg seems to fall off every single season, Uh, which On, non- mean, he non-contact only has two legs. Given. Right. And you only have two legs, so that's only two seasons you're allowed to do that. Um, Then you don't have any legs left. And so uh, it does make me worry about that. I think Noah Fant is, um, is really good. He, he was a, a major pass-catching threat, um, caught 24 first downs on the season, um, ended up catching 50 passes overall. Actually, this is interesting. Our tight end group, um, so I did a little comparison because we kept talking all uh, throughout the season about how, like, well, when you add them all together, they're really good, right? So I added them all together. So our uh, so Fant, Disley, and Parkinson put together 109 catches for 1157 yards, nine touchdowns, and 58 first downs. Um, that is more receptions, yards, and first downs than the 49ers tight ends plus fullbacks. Um, just to go with the team that people talk I, a lot about the tight end productivity.
0: I actually think like if you put Disley, Parkinson, and Noah Fant together, you get like Voltron. I think. Is that right, yeah. Eric? <laughs> you're, the, you're the expert. You're the expert on this one. So, I, I'm I'm actually thinking that there's a chance they cut Will Disley too because post June one, they can cut him, and it's like a three million cap hit. They save like six million in cap. You can do a lot with six million in cap. <laughs> that being it's said, it's also I'm a
1: still, good tight end draft class.
0: That being so, said, I'm still Defcon five because, like Kevin said, I think they could. You know, Fant and Parkinson can produce. You can find a blocking tight end in the draft; those guys kind of are around, and you can use like a fifth-round pick on one and probably get decent production. I mean, where did we we found Disley in round four? I think it's super reasonable to see us using a mid-round pick on a on a tight end and replacing Disley, saving that money and using it somewhere else. Um, that being said, you know Seahawks they wait to cut guys. You know they they don't they often don't. I think they um, wait
2: too long and then forget.
1: <laughs> I really do think Pete's kind of like,
2: oh, that was today. Oh man,
1: John, John Snyder's like, I can't find my car keys, and there's something else. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah, for me, for me, it's a uh, tight ends of a five. Though I think I feel comfortable with even just Fanton Parkinson as a really solid receiving tight end group, and just finding the blocking guy kind of on the street, whether that's a Tyler Mabry type or a uh, or a draft pick. Eric
1: Parkinson day- also showed better as a blocker than I was expecting. Yeah,
0: Eric, there. what's your def, your DefCon for tight ends?
2: I'm lining up here with Kevin. Um, I agree with everything you said about Will Disley, and I agree with you in that we need to find another body, and whether that's keeping Disley or not, but still need to get someone and kind of putting a, even a little bit of priority on it. You got to bump that DefCon up, man. DefCon four,
0: four. Okay, I like that the three, four, five. You know, because it's like you're we uh, we uh, we hit the range. Okay, last position, running back. I'm not counting fullback. Belar's under contract. Fine, whatever. We have a fullback. Um. Okay. Running back under contract. Kenneth Walker three. DJ what Dallas. Doing? Um. Yeah. I, I. don't. The soundboard is not hooked up right now. That's, I had so your back. I had back there. I was got, the soundboard. No one would have got, known yeah. that
1: wasn't the soundboard if you didn't say something. D- DJ you're Dallas. Doing,
0: kickoff. Kickoff return. A uh, legend. Godwin. I can't do it. I'm. am not only that. I'm. I'm. Si-
1: yeah, and that's then, a lot of difficult sounds when you're uh, we, when you when we, you have the nasals.
0: Yeah, I I'm going to try to delete the cough stuff in the in post production, but man, um sorry in advance if I miss one. Uh I think I got them all though so far. I wrote down the times. Penny. Penny <laughs> is a uh, Penny
1: based Free agent and dead
0: Homer gone. Tony Jones Tony 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 Jones Jr. Shabadoo. <laughs> gone. Um Eric What's your DefCon for running back? It's interesting because you know it would be right now it would be Kenneth Walker the starter, DJ Dallas the backup, and Godwin being the number three. So Big Iggy, what do you what do you what are you thinking for uh, oh, for running back?
2: Not be surprised if we brought back Travis Homer just because you know we like to keep our guys and Travis Homer would look for a home here. Uh, for that reason, I am putting this at DefCon three. Uh, this is something I said, I don't know, four weeks ago, that I'd really like us to shore up the the running back position in the draft. Uh, also, I would like to sign a player. Maybe that's re-signing Travis Homer. Maybe that's just a guy who is, you know, still got a little bit in the tank. Um, this is a position that is used so much in the NFL. Uh, there's not a bell cow usually. It's usually a committee, and We saw with the Daug this year that he was a little injured. Rashad Penny, uh, God rest his soul. You have to invest in this position, and you have to invest in quality. And I could put this at a two, but, uh, you know, I love Kenny Dubs, and I do believe he's, uh, you know, he's going to do a lot of good for us. So I got a DEFCON 3.
0: I'm right there with you. Pretty much agree with everything you said, so I'm just going to repeat a couple parts. Um, Love Kenneth Walker. He's very good at football, Um, but – uh, he did battle injuries last year, and we have seen how dysfunctional this offense is when the when there is not a solid running back to uh, to kind of lean on when we need it. And so for me, I'd love to see us use like a mid round pick. Um or if like Bijan Robinson's sitting there at twenty, even like I know that's totally a luxury item, but like it's one that I think would be an incredible asset for the Seahawks. And just just uh yeah, I, I think that they're there's something to uh, to just us making sure we have that position really covered because we've seen year after year when our running backs start to get hurt, um, our offense starts to slip. And then once we're down to the, you know, DJ Dallas has to do a spot start. It, it gets pretty, pretty ugly. I feel like so, Kevin, um, I'm, I'm in the middle of DEFCON three. Are you DEFCON three as well? Or make it three for three, or are you going to go in a different direction?
1: Uh, Yeah, we're three for three on this. Um, Kenneth Walker, my big issue with him was um, he was a really inefficient runner. Uh, he had a lot of big plays. Like he had 29 runs of 10 or more yards, 17 of them were more than 15. Um, he forced 48 missed tackles. Like uh, when it comes to elusiveness, he was really good. But he had way, way, way too many times where he was stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage, um, which is really a problem when you are a style of offense that kind of needs to keep ahead of the chains. Um, and the other thing is both of you already named it when this team didn't have, um, and I have a, I have
0: a a stat to back you up with that, Kevin. Hmm. Um, so pro our football outsiders has a stat called success rate, which is basically Mm -hmm. like what, what percentage of the runs are considered successful, um, you know, based on down and distance. So like a a fourth and one, you only got to get one yard to get a, successful success rate run but like on a first and 10 you got to get 4 yards basically it's like how success rate works um it's based on down and distance uh Kenneth Walker was successful on 42% of his runs 41st in the league out of 42 rushers with 100 and more rushes yeah uh, which is crazy pretty, pretty pretty bad it is his weakness he he does not take what the defense gives him and he even says it In like post game interviews and stuff, it's like I need to just take what they're giving me. I'm not doing that, and I'm not sure why. It's like what it made the way it makes it sound. So, yeah, I completely agree. There is a stat to back that up too that I had on hand.
1: Appreciate it. And so, um, between that and what the offense looked like when we were leaning on DJ Dallas as a feature back, I think that signing functionally like a, a 1B or a number two back should be a priority. I do think DJ Dallas has usurped Travis Homer's role. Um last season he rated out as the better path blocker. Um he's also kind of built for it a little bit better. He's a he's a bigger guy. The he was more effective as a runner. He was
0: that is disrespectful much- to Travis Homer. Have you seen his arms? There, he's he is yoked, dude. He has put per every as he has put Homer's so ice. much muscle onto that frame, Kevin i i just. I just wanted to mention how Buffish was. Chihuahua
1: and a bulldog, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's, true. <laughs> that's pretty
0: much it. You're right.
2: Those French bulldogs who can't walk uh, in our French. Right.
1: Hey, um, hey, who
0: do you who do you think the one who do you think the one runner uh, that was worse than Kenneth Walker on success rate with 100 more rushes last year was? I want to say
1: uh, it's like. Go
0: ahead. I I think you could get it. I think you could get it if you just okay. guess.
1: Well, uh, who, Saquon Barkley is no, who I always think of for this, but he he's had a good 30th. Season.
0: He's 30th, but yes, he's not good at it. Uh, um,
1: Najee Harris's O line is garbage, but he probably was better than that.
0: 38th. You're you're getting closer. Hmm. Um, I'll give um, you a clue. This player changed teams during the season.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Uh, uh the one that went from Buffalo uh, Moss.
0: No, it's James Robinson.
1: Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, oh.
0: James James Robinson, I feel like did not bounce back super strong from the injury, and when he went once he went to the Jets too, he was like much much worse than he was on the uh, on the Jaguars. So
1: yeah, he showed up as their offensive line started to get hurt and fall apart too. Exactly. Um. So I would say we have Eagle BK, we have uh, Big Iggy, um, as our four back. Uh, DJ Dallas is a good third down back and a guy who can come in and take a few carries. I want to like bring back Penny, uh, sign like Samaj P. Ryan or like uh even like Devin Singletary or preferably spend like a third round or later draft pick and just get like a solid dude who can come in and kind of play that hybrid running pass catching role.
0: Is Pete Carroll going to be able to resist though, Kevin? 25th, 20th pick in the draft. The best running back tape watch you can possibly find. Is he going to be able to, to, you know, have that ability to to stop himself from 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 getting Bijan Robinson if
1: he's there at twenty. The thing is, sign mm. like getting Bijan Robinson would also be getting a third wide receiver. Yeah. This guy is so deadly as like a slot weapon. I don't care. Like you could put he's, he could play on the field with Canine on the majority of snaps, and it wouldn't be a problem.
0: That's my thing is like he's very different than Keth Walker. I want the Seahawks in their first five picks to use four on defense. And then one of them to pick a luxury item for the offense that will improve it, uh, like like a like a Robinson or a Jordan Addison or Michael Mayer or even if it's in the second round, you know, then then you go into the like the other like tight a ends or
1: Washington where... or a Jalen Hyatt or something. Who's the
0: tight end from like North Dakota State too? Like the uh,
1: I like Darnell Washington uh, from Georgia. But, I think he'd be a good pickup.
0: Either way, like any of those guys, like they're, just pick up like the one at one. Like, like, you know, add a Ferrari to the to the garage for the offense because I do think it could just make everything take off because we're already so close. We're like this close to being a super explosive offense, and everyone's blaming the interior offensive line for good reason. But you put like one more guy like that on the field, and now defenses are like, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Is a Tyree Kill move? Exactly. It's like it tilts the whole field, and now you're just you're just it's a problem because now they have to account for DK and Tyler and oh, now there's this really great catching tight end, or there's this amazing receiving running back that I have to know exactly where that guy is on the field at all times. It's just, I think it could add a new dimension to our offense. That would be fun. Plus if jet action with B Sean Robinson, <laughs> instead of a so stupid D Eskridge is like not. Okay. Sorry. D if you're listening, you're great. I, you've you're, you're doing your best. It's tough out there for the elderly, but, but, uh, but yes, um, I would just, it would be so good and I, I would love it so much. And yeah, that just, I can't imagine being a defensive coordinator being like, okay, they got this guy running across K- Kenneth Walker's in the backfield and oh yeah, DK is going to run a go. It's like good, good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, good
1: just, luck covering that and having Tyler not just find a soft spot to settle in. Exactly. Like, and Tyler just, Lockett's over awful. here just
0: just working the <laughs> field. It's Absolutely brutal. Okay, let's talk about our offense just in general now. We have a few minutes left, and I wanted to just talk about scheme. So what was what was different from the Geno Smith offense? We've seen it now for a year. What changed between the Geno Smith offense and the Russell Wilson, Wilson, Wilson offense? We still saw big throws. We still saw lots of runs. But what were some things that, that were new? What were some new wrinkles that, that we saw in, in this offense, Kevin?
1: Ooh, pick me.
0: We yeah, threw no, this is over a, this is the Kevin. middle ever. This is yeah. a Kevin question, 100%. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, uh, that's we were 12th in DVOA on throws over the middle. Um, that's big. Like, that's a huge difference. And also, not only by DVOA, which doesn't take into account uh, quantity, but if you look at quantity, Gino threw it in, like, that 10 to 20-yard range um, and over the middle, uh, both short and intermediate, way more than Russ ever did. That completely unlocked that area of our offense. And I think that partially explains some of that tight end productivity. Yeah.
0: I I think one thing is that like you start you start you saw it more at the beginning of the year where we were like getting guys um, moving and short short quick hitters and, and passes like that. And I felt like as the offensive line regressed throughout the season, the tackles I felt like were tired at the end of the year. The interior offensive line just didn't have it. On a game to game basis, and the offensive line I felt like looked worse as the season wore on. Uh, you I started to back you. You you started to see, but you started to see that, and then the the quick hitters and the hitting guys in mo in in motion in the middle of the field that that just felt like it went down with that offensive line aggression. And I do think getting the offensive line back, those tackles taking the leap from very good to second year tackle who now is a real NFL player. I've been in the strength program for a year just could be, could be like incredible. You know, we could see guys really working into, into space on short stuff.
1: Anyway, Kevin, what was your offensive line set you had? So for the offensive line to back what you're saying, um Charles crosses uh, four worst weeks, week one makes sense for a rookie. Then weeks 12, 15 and 17 all in the back end of the season. Hmm. Uh Abraham Lucas worst games week two against San Francisco. Again, early in the season, rookie, And then weeks 12, 15, and 16. And also he missed a game there in the second half of the season as well. So just to kind of back what you're saying, um, both by logic of the way things work, but also by by statistical measure, they regressed as the season went on. I also dug out a couple of interesting statistics and I'll see if I can pull them up real quick. Um, But... Looking at our success rate by um, EPA per play and by DVOA, uh, our success rate in the second half of the season was considerably lower than our success rate in the first half of the season, um, which was kind of another interesting trend to see. And I'll see yeah. if I can dig that out in just a second. Yeah, it just,
0: it just felt oh, like... It I... <laughs> uh,
1: weeks one through nine, we were the number seven offense. Uh, six in passing, 17 in rushing. Uh, weeks 10 through 17... We were the number eighteen offense, twelfth uh, in passing and twenty seventh in rushing. Just and rushing like, is an offensive line driven stat.
0: It felt like everything got harder as the season went on, and not only that, but also the easy stuff went away. You know, at the beginning of the year, it just felt like there were so many gimmies. You know, just Gino taking an easy an easy one to to Tyler in space for eight. You know, or Gino or the running back just taking an easy seven yards. There was just nothing easy. Late, late in the season. Eric, did it, did you feel like we were, our offense got just, it just got so difficult later, as yeah, later in the season?
2: 100%. But the stat is right there that tells us why 27th in rushing that tells you that you're not picking up first downs via the rush. That tells you that you're not really controlling the clock as well as you may want to. You really have nothing to play off of. If you're passing the ball better than you're running the ball and also 18th and 27th, if you're 18th and pass and 10th in rushing, then that would be a good stat. That would be a much better stat. It wouldn't put you in top ten, but it would show a team that moves the ball effectively most times. The twenty seventh in rushing, you're clearly having trouble getting first downs, and you need to really try for it. And I think that's pretty much. I mean, that's a tale of the tape. There was, there was a four game period where Gino was blowing the doors off the joint, and after that, he he regressed a little bit. I'm not putting anything on Gino that you know he doesn't deserve or you know too much blame but uh Gino being a superstar for four games was really awesome and consistently solid for us all year was what you know is better than I expected but uh with a better run game I think you're probably looking at Gino maybe having a six to seven game period of being a stud as to that four game stretch
0: yeah I can dig it uh okay there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast that's a professional transition guys (laughs) <laughs> the best day to do so. Head over to Patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest and I can because you
1: stopped to tell us. A little dollar <laughs> twenty four
0: a month. Join the Discord. Come hang out with us. Uh congratulations to our Pick'em champion. Uh who who won Pick'em, Kevin? I stopped I stopped playing at the end. Uh, I just gave up. I gave up. I, I knew I was out of it. I'm a coward. So I just like didn't even want to see how I was doing. I don't think I picked week eighteen. Hawk. Uh I, I actually picked everything except week eighteen and then that one week I accidentally skipped. So yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, all right. The winner was Andy. A tie. tie. Oh. Ladyhawk and no punt intended tied at 173.
1: I finished fourth.
0: You did 170. Yeah. That's nicely done. And if you added uh, like eight, you know, I missed two weeks. Let's just say I got 20 on those. I've been at 168. I was seventh. So I didn't even do that good. Even so you're one away
1: from your goal. Yeah, man. Oh,
0: now, now I'm going to be mad that I didn't pick because maybe I could have got my goal. All right. <laughs> well, that's basically Congrats, uh, that. Congrats to those people for participating. Thanks for it. Um, yeah, if you want something uh, from me, just just send me a message if you want me to give you give you a prize. I, I got here. I got, oh, no, you can't see the video. Kevin can, though. Got the stack of Tavares Jackson uh, autograph rookie. Oh, got man. Uh, R.I.P uh Rashad Penny rookie origins jersey card um, Delightful. what what else i got oh look at this is a Rashad Penny jersey patch auto rookie card just just uh yeah i know i got i got the Rashad Penny stuff and i was like man he was great at the end of last year if he does that again for a whole season these will be really like something and uh you know what happened he didn't he, he wasn't he didn't uh
1: also uh congrats to Optimus for the survivor league or pseudo survivor league we'll call it
0: how about this one, Kevin? Look at that DK Metcalf patch rookie. Uh, that Winner- that and, is still then, uh, still good. How many look at you open? To get these? Look at that. I just bought them straight off I eBay, know. but this patch right here is cool because it has like three three colors of the uniform. It's got the wolf gray, the green, and the blue, which I think is pretty. If, neat if you're thing. all
1: about that action, green boss, then this um,
0: is for you. So yeah, uh, okay, let's get into it. I thought this week would be a fun week to make some enemies in the movie club, guys. So. Today we are going to make a tier list of pizza toppings. Oh, that's right. Bring on to eight. That's right. Bring it on. We're ready to. We're ready for it. Um, so we're gonna use our normal thing: S A B D C D. No F tier, um, because I just think that's too. Well, you know what? Let's put an F tier just in case. I, I have a feeling you guys are gonna use it, so I just uh, might as Nathan's well Nathan's
1: gonna be really mad at me depending <laughs> on what he wrote down here.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So these are the pizza toppings I wrote down, and then you you guys, as always, can add one or two to the list anchovies oh i used the menu from uh from papa murphy's and then added as many as i could think of that normally go on a pizza pe- that could go on a pizza from memory so Fair. that's how i did it <coughs> anchovies artichoke hearts bacon banana peppers black olives i wrote black oliver which is uh which is something different i think <laughs> um, that's the uh, that's somehow
2: film. more successful black adam movie
0: uh canadian bacon chicken Green peppers, ground beef, ground sausage, ham, jalapenos, meatballs, mushrooms, onions, pepperoni, pineapples, potato, roasted red peppers, salami, sliced sausage, spinach, steak, tomato, zucchini. Anything that I need to add on here, boys?
1: Uh, did, I, I I thought I heard garlic. Did you say roasted garlic?
0: Uh, you just want like chopped garlic on here? That yeah. isn't that that was on the menu, but I was just like well, garlic is in garlic the is, garlic it's, it's is in the
1: chopped garlic. I yeah, mean, but I, I also add gar- garlic and chicken on pizza is amazing.
0: Okay. Well, you gotta separate it out. Remember, this is not the best pizza combination tier.
1: It's just <laughs> I
0: know, but I put <laughs> roasted garlic on
2: multiple types of pizza. Well, you've been warned, all right. Kevin.
0: All right, all right, here we go. What uh so roasted roasted chopped garlic is on here now. Anything else? I can't
2: think of anything.
1: I would just like to take note of the fact you'll notice cheese is not on there because it's not a topping. It's it's just part of
0: the pizza. Same with sauce. Like white sauce, red sauce
1: don't need to be ranked. They're all good. sorry. Therefore, uh... if you say cheese pizza, you uh, just go back to Chuck E. Cheese. You're wrong. That's
2: okay. I'm about to be another year older. Did you say potato?
0: I did say potato.
2: Okay. Uh, Oh,
0: no, no. You said potato. I said potato. Uh... Boo.
2: Let's call the whole
1: thing off
0: um okay all (laughs) right we'll start off with anchovies i like them in my caesar salad dressing and literally nowhere else i'm gonna give it an f you guys gonna guys gonna try to talk me out of it
2: you ever had it on pizza i
0: have i have one time because okay when i was a kid you know you watch the ninja turtles and the ninja turtles (laughs) always talk about anchovies on pizza so i was like i have to try it at least once and I was like, "This is weird. Like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, it's not. It's salty. It's just, it's just it's super salty. And it's like not. I don't know. It's not for me. I, I like the an- the anchovies. Like, I would even eat just an anchovy by itself. Like, I don't think that's like Ooh. out of bounds. Ooh. But I would what?
1: slide it up to D tier because on, like, on white sauce with the right toppings and stuff, it is <coughs> like F tier for it. me. Is like not food. Get rid of it." I got as, long cough, as you're I got chopping it
2: up. it up, yeah. As long as you're chopping it up, um, I would have put it in C because it's actually way better than you think. But yeah, let's settle on D.
0: Okay. And then the thing is for me is that Kevin, that, that pizza you're talking about that white sauce pizza with a piece of seafood on it. That's a clam pizza, and that's good. I should have put clams in here. I like that white sauce clam <laughs> pizza. You guys, y'all ever had that? Yeah. That I shit slaps, dude. That is so. That is so freaking good. Um. I would give that like an A, but like, I, I don't want to include so, it. I, I'm
1: saying an anchovy pizza is basically just like dirt salt clam pizza, which is fine. Salty version of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's a D. Artichoke hearts. B. I like them. It is Lord. one of my favorite big things on a, a veggie pizza.
0: Uh, I mean, it is the best thing on a veggie pizza, but that's like a low bar for, for yeah, me. Yeah.
2: I think both of you are right. I'm going to put this in the C tier. Uh, very gonna... good, but I wouldn't want it outside of a veggie pizza.
0: For me, in a vacuum, it's a it's a C, but it is like like Kevin said, it is the the heaviest hitter on a veggie pizza. I can see B being justifiable. Bacon.
1: Here we go. B B for bacon? Yeah, B. It's fine. It's I think it's overrated as a a pizza topping. Yeah, I do
2: too. That's why I'm sticking on a D.
1: D? Okay. I can't think of any pizza
2: where I want bacon. I want bacon everything. It's an S tier on a burger. This is not the burger tier ranking system.
0: I like it on like that the um, the Maui Zowie from, from uh from Roundtable Pizza, where you can pay thirty eight dollars for a large pizza for some reason because it's like <laughs> way why is Roundtable table pizza so expensive? I don't it's understand pizza
1: with jalapenos and bacon is really good. Also putting bacon on your white sauce chicken pizzas, never a bad idea. There's
2: only three round tables left, and they got to make money somehow, Nathan.
1: (laughs) Banana
0: peppers. For me, banana peppers suck because I always think, like, they're going to add spiciness to my pizza, and then they don't. They're just not – they're not spicy. It's just like a different green pepper. I don't know. Like, it's a C. Like, it's better than green peppers because it's, like, the
1: way they cut them, I guess. And they're not as wet. Like they don't have as much liquid, so they're better on leftovers than, than uh, green peppers. Amen But like, yeah. but like C, I agree. It, is when,
0: when Russell Wilson said that the danger, jalapenos are cowards. <laughs> the, the, the the spiciest <laughs> thing on a danger witch is a banana pepper, which is like not spicy. I'm gonna add something. Russell here Wilson, that, wasn't, that
2: is a jalapeno. So. I
0: wasn't. I'm gonna add something in here that wasn't on the original list, but pepperoncini's.
2: Oh, um, wasn't not on the original
0: list. I think pepperoncini's are kind of good.
2: What? That's a where are we B, at here. I
0: put it one tier above. Eric, would you go B or A for pepperoncinis?
2: Uh, I'd also go B for pepperoncinis. All right, and, I'm putting uh, it in. Yeah, do it. Do it. Pepperoncinis do are it. pretty
1: solid. Underrated move. You get the uh, like all meats pizza from uh, Papa John's, and then you oh, like they, take the pepperoncini, pre- and you take a bite of the pepperoncini and a bite of the pizza. It's good.
0: Yeah, been there. I actually <laughs> dip the pepperoncini in the garlic butter. <laughs> <It'll>
1: take <laughs> yes. a bite. And it's then a take a bite. It's great move.
0: Because, uh, yeah. Okay, black olives for people who need their pizza to be more greasy. I I don't get black olives on pizza dude. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. Like it, it's in I, the supreme it's in the supreme pizza so like that's just like a different thing. That's its own thing but like my dad when I was a kid, he would just get like black olives and pepperoni on a pizza. That's it. And I was just like <laughs> this pizza is like a swimming pool of grease and the black olives are not helping. They're more they're greasy tasting too. I don't get I don't understand <laughs> black olives. And so I've had black olives like in a vacuum, you know, like not like other people who's like, oh, yeah, there's black olives on this supreme pizza. And there's like a million things on this. So I can't really tell what's what's doing what on this supreme pizza. I'm just going to tell you, like I black olives on pizza, not for me. Uh, just just wow, cut dude, it you're out. Very passionate. I would I would be I would go as far to say F, but I know that I'm not going to get away with it with you guys. I'm So where would you guys put black olives on pizza?
2: Uh, I'm putting it C tier only because, yeah, it's part of the Supreme that I like. But when I get a Supreme... I don't want green peppers. There's other things I don't want. If if mushrooms aren't on there, it's fine. So give me black olives then. It can be one or the other. And for them, uh, for that reason I want it just middle of the road. It's it's fine.
1: Okay. Kevin? I will never, ever, ever order black olives on a pizza. If somebody else is like, I love olives, I'll be like, fine. I can like maybe pick a few off to make it less like weird and like squidgy. Um, I'm not offended by them existing on my pizza, but there's a 0% chance that I want them. So it's not actively offensive, but I don't want it D tier.
0: I don't think we're going to use the F tier at this point. No, I
1: think think we slid by. I think
0: that I think think we're going
1: to put cheese as a topping and I was going to put that in F tier because it's not topping or Uh. refuse to rate it. (laughs) it And then you just be mad at me.
0: All right. Well, actually, oh, I, I spoke to, I spoke too soon about not using the F tier. Canadian bacon. Oh,
1: that's um, right. There's two things on here that might get it.
0: Yeah. Canadian bacon is thinly sliced ham. Um, I'm just going to say there are hardly any times I've had Canadian bacon on a pizza and not thought if I put a different pizza meat on here instead of Canadian bacon – this pizza would be better. This pizza would be better if I had pepperoni instead of Canadian bacon or uh, sausage instead of pepper. Like everything's better than Canadian bacon. I I don't – It it could zap out of existence right now and I would – it would not make any difference for me in my entire life. I would love to replace it. Like pepperoni and pineapple is way better than Canadian bacon and pineapple. It's not even in the same neighborhood. But sausage and pineapple is also better than Canadian bacon and pineapple, and that's weird. I don't want to eat that pizza. So that that should tell you everything you need to know about Canadian bacon. For me, um, for me, it's an F. I know I'm gonna let you guys try to talk me out of it if you would like. Eric, do you do you hate Canadian bacon as much as I do?
2: I'm where Kevin is with olives for <coughs> Canadian bacon. I don't hate it, but I definitely would rather have most anything else. If you guys need to stick this in F, go for it. I will put it in the D here only because uh boston pizza is a chain in canada not very Mm -hmm, good we used to have one here in des moines it's very medium uh, they they, Uh, speaking hey
0: the boston did you know the boston pizza that they have in canada is not the same as that boston pizza because i went to the boston pizza in canada one time and I was like expecting like the little, you know, like I got pepperoni pizza and I was like, oh, it's going to be those little cut pepperonis, but they'll be filled with oil for some reason because yep. the pizza is so dang oh, greasy. So and greasy. it was not, it was not the little cup pepperonis. It was just like regular pepperonis. And I was like, what, what is this? This is not, this is not, I remember from my childhood. So I think that that was like, we had some kind of knockoff Boston pizza. We had a bootleg
1: Boston pizza. <laughs> it
2: just got Des Moines-ified. That's what it was.
0: I don't know. Either that or either that or yeah, but it was just regular. It was just regular pepperonis, man. It was like such a it was such a letdown. So, okay,
1: Canadian bacon. uh, The one thing that I kind of like about it is um, if you get a pizza and it's they're put right on top, it crisps up. Then ham doesn't. And so it's better than ham, but I'm going to put it in F tier. That's why actually, when you grab your bottle of I wine think, and
2: you're an older person, you get, uh you know, prosciutto and make a better decision.
1: Uh, Nathan, you muted yourself. I actually think
0: Canadian bacon is kind of worse than those little ham chunks you get sometimes. So,
1: I mean, they're both going in F tier for me. So I'm just, I'll just, I'll, well. I'll go ahead and let's telegraph
0: just, that now. Let's just, let's just do ham. I, I would say D, Eric. So I'm between D and F then. The ham... The little ham chunks instead of the, the little ham check, Canadian the chunks
2: are F. I hate I hate little ham chunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't you know where I stand you said on, it, on? You ham? said it was
0: you said it was such disdain. Okay, let's have the ham conversation just in general. Um we're eating pork. We're eating pig. Is ham the worst is ham the worst way to eat like a like a mainstream
1: yes. cut of pork? No, there's one thing worse. Ham derivatives. Okay. Oh, let's put mm-hmm. olives. Let's put olives in this loaf of ham. No, let's actually bad. do anything that involves the word ham and loaf in it. That is that is the that is what is worse than ham.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the pimienta or whatever I don't know what yes, it's called.
1: It's disgusting. That's pretty oh gross.
0: Yeah, I would not not a fan. All right, chicken. Eric, you can go first. Chicken.
1: I'm
2: gonna go with a B on chicken. It's okay. gotta be special. It's gotta be the right thing. It can't be. Uh, I don't I, want, I don't want chicken on my uh, tomato pizza. What is this? A, am I a crazy person? It's just not a. I've had great
0: chicken pizzas and I've had terrible chicken pizzas. But you're right. It has to be like the right pizza. It's not a topping that just like stands on every pizza on its own for me. So I cannot put it in S. Um, I could maybe be talked into A if Kevin's gonna say S. But uh, but B B feels okay to me as far as like meats go it's it's going to be below several meats for me and and yeah i think it's it's
1: good i like it chicken good pee yeah chicken's yummy gentlemen i'm old and i have a sensitive <laughs> tum-tum and as a result <laughs> i need to watch my red sauce intake
0: and oh, there's in a lot of white sauce pizzas okay. the
1: white sauce pizzas are a necessary uh armament of the pizza repertoire um and Chicken is really good on a white sauce pizza, man. You ever have it a uh, Alfredo sauce yeah. on a pizza with That's some chicken? It's, it's really good. It's one of those things. I don't where want it's pepperoni
2: on that pizza.
1: <laughs> it's not for every pizza, but it is perfect on the pizzas that it's right on. And for me, that puts it at A tier. It doesn't get to S because it doesn't have versatility. Yeah. It gets A tier because it is the necessary component of many a great pizza.
0: Okay. I'm putting it in B because you got outvoted two to one, but I respect okay. it, Kevin. I respect it. <laughs> A uh, green peppers. This is um. This is the most mediocre pizza topping to me. So I have to put it in. See, it is not offensive to me, but it is not like doing anything for me. I if someone said they loved green peppers, I'd be like, sure, get green peppers on the pizza. Why not? But it, I would never look at a list of pizza toppings and be like. Yes, I need the green pepper. It's just it, it is what it is. It's it's a nice solid
2: C for me. Nothing. If someone nothing told doing. me they loved green peppers, I would call them a psychopath, or I would ask them <laughs> if <with> they're <laughs> associated. Green peppers are an abomination and they belong in F tier. Oh, is geez. there a tier that you can launch into space? To go with Aliens or Hellraiser. So, Kevin, so
0: Eric, I, if I want to make you really mad on your birthday next week, I, I order a pizza to your house. It's got ham and
2: green peppers on it. You're going to just, like, flip out, correct? I'm going to flip out because not only is it – it's it's not that I'm mad. It's more like, well, Nathan knows I'm a fat guy and he knows that I'm going to try and find a way You're to – You're going to eat this pizza anyway? <laughs> I'm going to eat cheese and sauce off of this pizza. Uh, uh, so, yeah –
0: Kevin, do you hate green peppers as well? I'm willing to go all the way down to F if you say F as
1: well. Okay, so my take on it is um, hot off the presses pizza, green peppers, C tier. I don't really care about them. I don't really want them. They're whatever. Day two leftover pizzas, F minus tier on the green peppers. They... Oh, they saturate the top of the pizza. All you taste is green pepper. It's wet. It doesn't like reheat well, even if you use quality reheating strategies for your pizza. It's not a great cold pizza offer. So mm-hmm. I balance that to a D. You're still
0: muted. Good call. Ground beef. This is gonna be funny. At the, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna take out all the coughs, but I'm gonna leave in uh, you telling me I'm muted because when I'm yeah. when I'm coughing, uh, gr- ground beef c i don't it's fine it's, yeah i i it's I right agree. it's right in the, in mediocre it, it's involved in a lot of good pizzas but it's nothing special ground sausage that's a that's a little better than ground beef for me i'm gonna oh, yeah. go b yes you, you guys up all in for b eric you want to sausage
2: is good sausages sausage isn't geez guys it's an a for me is it an okay. s for me
1: sausage is where it's at i I need italian sausage or spicy sausage. i
0: like that like sliced sausage that's always like a little like it's like little circles and it's always like a little spicier than the regular ground sausage you know what i'm talking about eric oh yeah
2: oh yeah so which
0: one do you like better do you like the ground sausage better or the sliced sausage better let's do them both now
2: i like them ground i want bits because that tells me that it's more natural it's more natural and it's likely going to be a little spicier and just like russell wilson I like spicy.
0: Um, Kevin, do you like the slices or the sliced sausage with the, or the ground sausage better? I'm We're very gonna put fat one.
1: man. I have both of them. Plenty of room in my heart for both. Right, plenty well, of one, room in these clogged uh, arteries for both uh, of us. One's,
0: one's going in A and one's going in B and you get to decide.
1: Somebody oh, watch Kevin's heart. That's brutal. Um, I'm putting ground sausage in A because when they do it with like the fennel or if they do like the spicy pork sausage in, in ground, I like that better. So okay. I'll go with I'll go with ground jalapenos.
0: A, it's good. Yeah, add spice to your pizza. It's fun. They taste good. I I I, I don't know. There's nothing. Yes. A, it's very good, but not on every single pizza. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, yes. Yeah, but it's like when you when jalapenos are good, they're just very meatballs. I mean, am I the only person eating a meatball? But meatballs are a a tier pizza from pizza topic for me. It's very good. N a and A, but you gotta try it. We got you know, Eric. So I'll I'll look up who has good meatball pizza in Seattle. I'll we'll go get one.
2: Here's the thing: if you slice it in half, it's fact, not a ball anymore. Fact, I mean, other,
0: it just fat got like to fat too much. Fat got a fat guy. I mean, just it's gonna rule. You're gonna love it. All right, okay, I'll, I'll do it for the team. Mush mushrooms. Well, I this could be very. I good, have like,
1: strong feelings. I don't Ooh. mind mushrooms
0: on my pizza. I like, B, I mean, they're pretty good. I, I don't know. I kind of dig mushrooms on my pizza. I mean, a, I could even be talked into A. Mushrooms on pizza are like. They're okay, right.
2: before before do you want me to go Kevin go? Just ahead. go. Just go. go. Just go Eric, go. I'm going to have to give mushrooms a a B. I don't know if they're quite an A, but yeah, they're definitely a B for me.
0: All right, Kevin, I'm on the B A border. Eric's
1: on the B. S. It oh, is yes. my number one vegetable pizza topping. Wow, I right. love mushrooms on pizza. Right. Um, We're going A yeah. then because
0: I think like that's the consensus average and mushrooms. Mushrooms are good. Like I, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're they're solid. They're very tasty. Onions, it's the same as green peppers for me. It's like it's D. like a, just a different green pepper.
2: So it's a D as it's in gaug.
0: It's a C for me, what but.
2: Is it? Uh, I got to, I'll put them in a C tier. They're, <laughs> right. they're not quite up to B, but I can't put them in D. I just can't do it for All right.
0: Pepperoni. Um, this is the best pizza topping. I think everyone agrees on earth. Um, if you don't agree, um, I'd love to have a chat with you about our Lord and Savior pepperoni. Uh, S pepperoni, pepperoni rules. It's, it's good. It's, little pepperonis, big rehearsals. pepperonis, little pepperonis, big pepperonis. It fits on like almost every pizza. It's ridiculous. Um, especially if you can get the like the pepperoni's crispy like it's just like godlike such a good topping just s. nothing nothing bad to say about pepperoni um even even like a crappy pepperoni is still like pretty good so that that speaks to the the greatness of pepperoni eric are you are you with our lord and savior pepperoni
2: yeah but i have it in the a tier
0: oh you didn't you didn't put it all the way in the what's what is your s tier pizza topping is it I mean it i gra-
2: i told you i love ground I sausage like ground sausage um <laughs> I mean, okay. if I gotta put so you, other so things on there, but
0: you're you're ordering a pizza, you get one topping because like both those are good. One topping pizzas, ground sausage and pepperoni. You're doing a one topping. I, will, pizza. I will You're picking ground, ground sausage?
2: sausage over pepperoni. Yeah, hell yeah. I,
0: res, res, don't agree, but respect it. Respect the hell out of it. Pineapples, let's make some enemies. Pineapples <laughs> yes, belong on it. pizza. They're good on pizza. The problem is they have a really high water content, which makes them very controversial because most pizza toppings. Do not have a high water content. So it really makes your pizza different than, than almost any other topping. Um, and for some people, that is completely unacceptable. The sweetness is not the problem. People are like, oh, it's sweet. I don't like that sweet. Put honey on your pizza. You'll like it. Like it's not like the sweetness is not your problem. Like the, your problem is that it's really watery compared to most other things you put on a pizza. So um, I like it. It's like A, or even you could talk me into S for pineapple. Like it's like something I I um I get all the time. So how about how about you guys though? Where do you stand on the pineapple pizza controversy?
2: Oof, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be so hard. Um I'd love it. Do you it. want me to go for it? I want you to go first, Kevin.
1: Okay. Um my controversy is uh it is perfect on the pizza it's perfect on. And it is like various versions of that pizza because whatever pizza you put pineapple on, it is a Hawaiian pizza of some variety. So it usurps the pizza order. So I'm stuck between A and B because I really enjoy it. I really like it. I want it all the time. But um, there are many pizza combinations I will just not order it with. Chicken
0: bacon pineapple is a, is a stud. But like we said, we're not judging the combinations. Just pineapple in general, like. So yeah, a a a b. So he's between A and B. I'm willing to go all the way up to S, Eric. Which means you have a lot of power here to really put this into a tier.
1: I would not veto an S if somebody else feel, if Eric also feels like it belongs there.
0: Yeah, a- Eric, Eric, you can. If you say F though, we're going like it's going into like B or C. No, though.
1: no. Yep. I mean, this
2: may make enemies, but is it an S tier or is it an A tier?
0: Oh, Eric's with.
2: Oh, I think it's me. the thing. I think it might be an A tier. Okay. I don't I'm think it's it. I don't think it's quite S. Um, it's too no. divisive for that, guys. Well, okay. We don't want to have this whole DEFCON conversation again, do we? No, no, no.
0: People are going to go DEFCON 1 on the Seahawks Nest podcast if we put it in S tier, I think. It's a bridge too far.
2: They're going to the beginning of the podcast, and they're going to put it in DEFCON 5. Wink,
0: Potato, on, Potato is the next one. And I'll say this. If you put a potato pizza on your menu, one, I'm going to order it. And two, I've never been disappointed by that choice. The, for some reason, people who put potatoes on on pizza on their menu usually just know exactly what they're do, trying to do, and they just crush it. Um, uh, the the uh, what's the what's the pizza place? Proletarian uh, Pizza. Proletariat, but there's another one downtown. It's like a the, the
2: Stellers, the old Stellers before it no, shut down yep, in Georgetown. Yep, Steller Pizza
0: one. had a great potato pizza that I used to eat when I went work. When I it worked had in gorgonzola Georgetown. and
2: so uh, it was so effing so good. Yeah, real
0: good. I stuff. could eat that pizza and, every day for the rest of my life. There's a and place in
1: mess. Astoria that did a ground sausage with a, a potato, and it was like almost like a sausage loaded baked potato. It was very good.
0: All right, so I think we're on agreement. Potato pizza rules. Is it A then for us?
1: I'm going B. Okay. Um, I think That's it's fine. I
2: think it's real high, but I can't put it so high.
1: I also go B because I don't want to encourage places that can't do it to make like if Pizza oh. Hut was like try our potato pizza, I'd be like you you can just like crawl into your own pizza oven. Don't don't even
0: okay. Roasted red peppers is the next one. Um, I like them. I like the flavor. They're also they're pretty wet for a pizza topping. They got a lot of liquid to your pizza. Um, but they're really tasty. The flavor of roasted red peppers is good. So I'm gonna go C. Does anyone want to go higher than that? Or are we good with C?
1: I'd go C D. tier. A B tier? Uh, I could be talked into it. So no, I D, only get it D, if I'm getting D. a personal tier. Oh, okay. I can
0: see. So I see, yeah. so, so catch it in between. Um, yeah, sal- I get it at
1: mod, but I don't get it on like a big pizza. Salami. Ooh. Anybody have a strong
0: opinion on salami? Uh,
1: yeah, I good. think it's really good. I uh, feel like
0: there's potential always for salami to be like, like, you know, when you, you bite into a piece of salami on a piece of pizza and then, the salami just drags out into your mouth and yes. you drag everything <laughs> off the pizza. And that sucks. I hate that. So like for me, salami has like a downside that most other meat toppings don't because the slices are usually really big. And if they don't get cooked right, then they you're, you're not able to bite through and it just isn't as good. Eric, were you going to, you're going to say something about salami?
2: Uh, salami is okay, but it's, it's such an odd topping for pizza. I mean, you wouldn't think it is, but you never see it on pizza. And when it is, it's usually under all the cheese, which is great. But it's kind of like, oh, there's this this extra giant piece of meat. Um, I would I would put salami in C or B.
0: I put it in C. I think pepperoni's C is, bigger, dumber
1: cousin. Um, that's I'd great. pick B. That's a B. Great all right, you guys both said you
0: guys Kevin. both said B. So I'm gonna move it up to B. Spinach, B. I don't want spinach on a pizza, but I wouldn't kick it. I'm not going to not eat a pizza cuz it has spinach on it.
2: Not as good as you think. That's my spinach on a pizza rating.
0: Uh,
1: C. There are some pizzas where it's pretty good, but usually it's just not really well done.
0: Okay, steak. I've never had steak on a pizza, but apparently people eat this. I don't know. It was on the menu. Like Uh, what? I have. Is it good? So, it sounds, sounds this is weird. like
1: you know places that make like uh the fajitas where they like chop up the steak. So it's like chopsticks, oh, like steak? a
0: fajita fajita pizza, yeah, Ooh, something like, like a, that, like a cheesesteak pizza. But is that not really? Doesn't feel like steak. I don't know. Nah,
1: so had, I go ahead, Eric. I was just gonna say I've had
2: steak on a pizza, and it feels very. You said Nathan like it's. I saw it on the menu. It's something somebody put on a menu because ah, uh, people go ahead and have steak. It's kind of like ketchup on steak. It just doesn't belong.
0: Like steak, uh, it's like when you put steak and eggs on the breakfast menu for that like ninety year old man who doesn't eat anything but steak.
2: Correct, correct, okay. and it's, it's just, it's like, State I don't get really it. Good, you it's guys a said? D. It's a D for me.
0: <laughs> steak and eggs is cool if you're like over if you're on uh, a senior, which you your knees are. Well, senior, my knees are so, so. Yeah, so I was gonna say so basically the, feed, feed the knees. The rest, the rest of your body's just catching up. Um, so what do we go for? What'd you go for? steak, Eric? I'm gonna just put in D, whatever tier you said. D D's is in right. dog. Tomatoes, like the like the chop Roma tomatoes
1: uh it's good on a margarita pizza it's good on like a specific white sauce pizza it's like i guess c tier it's whatever it's good on a taco pizza um, so we're
0: going to see then yeah zucchini i've never had i never had zucchini on pizza this also was on the menu and i'm like i have evil. it's not bad oh, wait it's, it's on their ve- it's on the gourmet vegetarian yep. right okay yeah it's all right it's like but
1: it's not i, I would never. where do we put artichoke carts? C, so it's gotta be D then. This is like worse yeah, than It's either C or D. You roasted guys can cho-
2: rescue that uh, out of F if you'd like to, because that's where I would put zucchini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> roasted Roasted Chopped garlic. Uh, that's an A. Roasted garlic is good. Sure. Absolutely yeah. an A Um yeah, okay. So to recap, pepperoni was the S only thing that landed in the S tier. This is our the best pizza topping, and then the cheese in this case stood alone. Jalapenos, ground sausage, meatballs, mushrooms, pineapples, and roasted chopped garlic ended up in the A tier. The B tier was bacon, pepperoncini, chicken, sliced sausage, potato, and salami. C, artichoke hearts, banana peppers, ground beef, onions, roasted red peppers, and tomatoes. You know what? Each tier sounds like it would be make like a decent pizza until you get to this one. D tier, anchovies, black olives, green peppers, spinach, steak, and zucchini.
2: Oh, God. Gosh, that's awful.
0: Every other tier, I was like, this isn't a bad pizza. This isn't a bad pizza. This isn't a bad pizza. And then I got to that one, and I was like, this is – a." bad pizza um f f tier canadian bacon and ham so you could tell how we feel about ham all right if you have strong opinions on pizza <laughs> toppings take it take it to the seahawks nest discord come join us come talk about what pizza toppings you like or add us on twitter um for kevin for eric we'll see you guys next week let's go hawks